headquarters of Ramsey Solutions, broadcasting from the pods, moving in storage studios. It's the Ramsey Show, where debt is dumb, cash is king, and the paid-off home mortgage has taken the place of the BMW as the status symbol of choice. We help people build wealth, do work that they love, and create actual amazing relationships. Thank you for joining us, America. Merry Christmas to you. Ken Coleman, Ramsey personality, number one best-selling author and host of the Ken Coleman Show is my co-host today. And Ken's show specializes in helping you with your career, your work. So we're here to help you with everything you want to talk about today. Gary's going to start us off this hour in Connecticut. Hi, Gary. Welcome to the Ramsey Show. Hi, Dave. Hi, Ken. It's a real pleasure and honor to talk to you guys. You too, sir. What's up? Well, um, the wife and I were struggling with um, how much we can afford to spend on a new home. Uh, We've been in our paid-for home for, you know, the last 30 years, and um, we'd like something a little better, and the real estate market has taken us a little bit by surprise and so forth, and um, I guess we're just wondering, you know, looking for permission almost of how much money, you know, um, out of our portfolio could we spend to get a place that would suit our needs better? What are you? What's your current home worth? Well, um, I would say right around three hundred thousand. And know, what, what is the, uh, what's the uh, move up home? What do you think it'll run? Well, we wanted to, you know, only go up to like. 400 maybe 450 but it looks like we're going to have to spend you know up to five to 550 mm-hmm. and what's what's uh, your investment portfolio look like how much money you got well um you know uh the uh you know the the reti- retirement accounts have taken a hit and you know they're right around i would say you know in the six hundred thousand dollar range and then um and, and we did move the other thing that we're kind of you know, freaked out about is that, you know, it seems like in this environment, you got to buy a home and then go back and sell the one that you had. Um, so I've got like, uh, um, you know, in the neighborhood of like $350,000 in cash type stuff to, to, to make that purchase. It was our idea to take the cash in a HELOC that on this home, go out and buy a home and then sell this one, pay the HELOC, HELOC off, and then move on. Okay. Do you have any other assets other than the 600 grand? Um, no, just, you know, about general operating and emergency stuff. Yeah. How old are you guys? Um, I'm 65 and my wife is 60. Okay. And so if you had a $600,000 house and you had $500,000 in investments, is that going to be about right? That's about where you'd land, wouldn't it? Yeah, you know, I that I, we'd like to keep it, you know, to like a five hundred or five hundred fifty thousand yeah, so dollars. You're going to fifty percent of your net worth. You're going to be a little it, it, over a millionaire. Right. You're a little over a millionaire now, and right. uh, you'll be at about a fifty percent of that in your property. That's about as high as I'd go. Yeah. So you'd give me permission to go ahead and do that? Well, I don't need to give you permission. You're the millionaire. <laughs> I guess so. But yeah, I think, uh, but yeah, if I were in your shoes, would I do that? Yeah, I probably would. Okay. And here's the thing. I've Um, got a feeling you guys live fairly frugally. So that 
the five or 600,000 that's in investments is probably just going to continue to grow. You're not going to mess with it, right? No, and, and the wife works and she's got a good job. I, I gave up work. Um, yeah, so you know. I, what I'm saying is if you don't touch the 600 in seven years, if it's in good mutual funds, it'll be 1.2 million. And right. in seven more years, it'll be 2.4. Right. It'll double every seven years if it's in good mutual funds making 10%. That's just a, that's a rule of thumb you can take with a lump sum and always remember that. So, you know, pretty quickly, you got a couple million dollars here in your 70s in a paid-for house that's gone from five or 600 up to uh, probably a million dollars during that time in value as well. So you've done a great job. Way to go. Pretty cool, Ken. It's amazing. And you sit there and you go, he wants permission. And I always like these calls. And I, I'm actually throw it back to you because I think a lot of our audience, there's some psychology there. Why is it that when he's in that kind of financial shape, still feels that need for permission? What's behind that? Well, he, he's been very um, wise and he's a marathoner, not a sprinter. Mm-hmm. He's the tortoise. He's not the hare. And that's how he got to this level. Yeah. That's how he got to be an, a baby steps millionaire, an everyday millionaire. And um, those guys, they don't take many steps back. Yeah. They only take steps forward. That's right. Because they're wise and they're careful. And he, he was, you know, it was just a phrasing, needing my permission. But what he was saying was, is this wise? Right. I don't, I don't want to take steps back. I don't want to be rash. Yeah. Because rash is not something that that guy has ever been. <laughs> that's true, yeah. A lot of wisdom. And that's there. how he got to be a millionaire, by the way. All you rash people bought Bitcoin. Uh-oh. Too soon, Dave. You know, that, that's it. Yeah, and, you know, and, and, and invested with Bernie Madoff, you know, and all that kind of stuff. So that, that that's the, the, the thing that keeps most people from getting wealth, becoming wealthy is not the, their, their uh, inability to earn money and invest it. It's they keep doing stupid butt stuff that sets them back, and they get penalty strokes. Right. And the penalty strokes are what kill you because, you, you know, you jack the ball out of bounds, mm-hmm. and then you can't find it. It's in a swamp. Mm. And so, you know, you, you, but you, well, it went a long way. Yeah, right. That's true. You know, yeah. and so that's – it's a penalty stroke. And, and it, it, that guy doesn't get penalty strokes. He hits down the middle. Right. Playing golf analogy, right? Yeah. Oh. And he, it's not a real long drive. Old man golf. But it's just, it's right it down the middle, baby. Never misses. By the right. way, that's Dave, and I'm still playing young man golf, swinging for the fences. What did Dave you is just putting say, it right down the did middle. Did you just say I'm playing old man golf? No, well, I that said, what you just said that well, on the radio. Well, I said you put it right down Ken the middle. Coleman. You are like an arcade game many times when I play with you. <laughs> he gets up there, whack, right down the middle, whack. I don't right even know how middle. to play golf. I just started. All right. No, Troy. Uh, false humility, folks. Troy is uh, in Louisville, Kentucky. Hi, Troy. Welcome to the Ramsey Show. Hello, Dave. Thanks for taking my call. Sure. What's up? I'll just uh, give you the rundown here. I'm 41 years old. I have $186,000 in debt. I got $12,300 in my emergency fund. And my weekly income bring home pay is $600 a week. And the debt is two properties. One is a rental house, and one is my house I'm living in. What's the rental house Apparently worth? What What's I'm the doing? rental house worth? Uh, about seventy-five to eighty. And what do you owe on it? Uh, Forty-five. You're not gonna like me. You're too broke to own a rental house. It owns you. You're not making any money. I'd sell that thing. 
by the time you've got vacancy, by the time you got credit problems, by the time you got a heat and air going out, you're not making any money. And and you're spending a lot of your dadgum life screwing with this thing. I'd get rid of that. I love rentals, but I don't like them that much. Mm-mm. personality is my co-host today number one best-selling author of the book paycheck to purpose which by the way makes a great christmas gift at ramseysolutions.com in case you couldn't tell debt-free screams are kind of a big deal around here folks who stand on this stage doing their debt-free scream are heroes they choose to live like no one else now they're in a position to live and give like no one else and that's why we've started giving everyone who does their debt-free scream the live and give box it's the toolkit that'll walk out the whole baby steps journey for living and giving like no one else the rest of your life and now it's not just for debt-free screamers we're offering it for sale the live and give box has three things the total money makeover book the baby steps millionaires book which you should become one and financial peace university for one year all for just 99 dollars. by the way Financial Peace University is usually $99, so that just kind of gives you an idea of the discount. Hey, it's a great deal. If you're debt-free and you want to buy the Live and Give box, keep the Baby Steps Millionaire's book, give away the Total Money Makeover book, and go through Financial Peace University or let someone else go through it. you got three gifts, two gifts, whatever. Keep one for yourself. It's a great idea. Here we go. The Live and Give box at RamseySolutions.com. That's RamseySolutions.com slash box. Jordan is with us in Casper, Wyoming. Hi, Jordan. Welcome to the Ramsey Show. Hey, Dave. Hey, Ken. Hi. Hey, what's up? Hey, Ken, your proximity principle and um, resume template helped my husband go from a QA supervisor to an app developer apprentice in one year. So thank you very much. Wow, that's awesome. How much of a financial bump did he get? Well, he's only gotten five now because it was a lateral transition, but whenever he graduates from the apprenticeship, he should get about 15%. There we go. All right. Fantastic. Way to go. Very cool. Thank Thank you you for sharing. My question is, we are in baby step five, and I'm wondering how you would advise us to invest for our two kids, ages one and four. So my parents have opened and contribute monthly to an UTMA for both of them, and they're also Cherokee Nation citizens and will receive free college on the reservation all the way through their doctorate if they so choose to go that way. So as their parents, how do we invest for them considering their college is covered and we and they have an UTMA being invested in every month? Well, all an UTMA is is just like a mutual fund account or a savings account that is in their mm-hmm. name and someone sets themselves up as the custodian. So I guess your parents are the custodian of that account. Um, so mm-hmm. you there you can do an unlimited number of UTMAs. You're just opening an account in the kid's name. That's all it is. Uniform Transfer to Minors Act. Mm-hmm. And so you also so, could do UTMAs if you want. The mm-hmm. advantage of the UTMA is the uh, mutual fund being in their name is taxed at their rate, which is much lower than your rate when, once it starts making some money. And mm-hmm. the disadvantage is when they're 21 years old, it's their money. 
if they're doing okay. cocaine, it's their money. Mm-hmm. And so we used to right. laugh at our house, and you can get uh, canceled for this now, but we would laugh at our house and go, uh, and so let the beatings begin, right? So, I mean, <laughs> you got to raise good kids or you're, you're going to screw them up yeah. with this account, right? And so sure. uh, that that's the, the deal. And uh, we used UTMAs when our kids were little because there was no 529s. Mm-hmm. They didn't exist. So we just opened mutual funds in their names and grew them for their college funds. And um, and actually, the weird thing was we never ended up using it for college. We just gave it to them after they got married. Well, it was already theirs because they were 21. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, we turned the paperwork over to them so they could find it um, But uh, mm-hmm. after they got married. And then we just paid for college. We just, we just cash flowed college. But So if they uh, – on the uh, Cherokee scholarship thing – if they uh, mm-hmm. don't go to college on the reservation, that does not mm-hmm. apply, right? That's correct. So they, they'd be eligible for various scholarships depending on what yep. they do and what they study. And if they can, if they commit to working for the Cherokee Nation, they can also get um, more money that way, but they would not be fully covered. Right. Okay. So, um, I, I just want to give – I want to put some options that they may choose to go to school if they had money somewhere else. And so I'm going to build some money up, you know, if I'm you. You can either do okay. a 529 or you can do an UTMA, either one. Mm-hmm. Um, the interesting thing is this. Uh, if you did a 529 and then they did go on the reservation, the value of the scholarship can be removed from the 529 tax-free every year. Mm, okay and, and so whatever the that. cost of college let's say it's ten thousand dollars to go to school there a year tuition you mm-hmm. can pull that out of the 529 without paying any taxes on it or any kind of scholarships for that matter if they got scholarships mm-hmm. say uh because just because they had uh uh some cherokee blood of x percentage right uh, that that would qualify mm-hmm. them by the way for a lot of different kinds of scholarships that have nothing to do with the cherokee nation but just right. native american blood uh, over one sixteenth will qualify you for a ton of different scholarships. Mm-hmm. So, because uh, a lot of stuff is aimed at different things like that, minorities of different kinds. So, yeah, I, it's mm-hmm. wonderful. I take advantage of all that. Christina Ellis, uh, you know, she utilized that big time when she went and got five hundred thousand dollars worth of scholarships. So, if they went and got scholarships just because of that, all of that money can be taken out of the five twenty nine. Also, so these kids have got okay. it made in terms of options. Yeah. And I'm going to probably use the 529 now that I've sat here and talked myself into it because I can get a lot of the money back out. I wouldn't overfund it. I wouldn't put $200,000 in a 529, but I would have 50 mm-hmm. to 100 in there. Okay. And that way it's growing tax-free, knowing that just about any direction they choose to go, they're going to be able to remove money from there based on the value of the scholarship they go, whatever direction it is. Even if they promised to work back for the nation and the nation paid for school, that's a scholarship. That kind of- I, I love that tax-free uh, uh, provision, and I hope the government leaves it alone for crying out loud. I oh, really yeah. Do. yeah they, they, they're you know, smart enough to figure it out. I mean, <laughs> you know. But that is a great provision. I love that. Brandon is in New York City. Hi, Brandon. How are you? Hey, Dave and Ken. Good afternoon. Afternoon. What's up? So I, I have a couple things going on. I just want 
some some guidance. Um, my, my wife and I actually just paid off uh, one hundred eighty thousand dollars of student loans. Wow, way um, to go! And thank you, thank you. So during during that time, paused my investing um, to try and get it paid off as soon as possible. And so now we, like I mentioned, we have a couple things going on. I, I have a my first our first child coming in February. Yay! Um, thank you. And of that our, our landlords are kind of old so we're kind of living on borrowed time right now we're renting still so we're saving up for a house at the same time so my question is you know I, I feel like i almost have like a year left in this place and so i'm looking for guidance on when i should start you know contributing back to my retirement again considering i have basically two other life events that are going on i have a, I have a kid coming in february and we're trying to save for a house before you're debt free right you know, not throwing on the street but are you yes, debt free we're debt free Good for you. The 180 yeah. got you clear. Good. Well done. All right. Then you have yeah. an emergency fund of three to six months of expenses, and then you're going to pile up We're money for a down now. payment as fast as you can. And in the meantime, you're going to delay starting retirement. We call that baby step 3B, and that's perfectly fine. I wouldn't delay it more than three years, and you're not going to. Okay, so far it's been two years, so that's why I'm getting. No, nervous. no, no. You were delaying but, it for you were delaying it for other reasons for two years. I'm talking about delaying it in order to save a down payment. Which starts okay. really now. I mean, that didn't start back in the, a couple of years ago. You're still paying off debt. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's not the equation I'm talking about. I'm talking about once you're debt free and you have your emergency fund, then I'm going to start saving for my down payment. How long would I delay retirement in order to really beef up the down payment? A maximum of three years. Okay, and that's including the last two years. No, that's starting now. Once you have your emergency okay, fund now. in place starting after you're debt-free and after your emergency fund's in place, once you start, start putting money into the down payment account, that from then on, three years. And you're not going to do it longer than three years because you're, talk, you're just talking to me about a year. And so you're not and, – and, you know, if it goes much longer than that and you want to start up your retirement account later, you can. you got plenty of time. You're going to do both well. You're, congratulations. It's all going to be good. In the lobby of Ramsey Solutions on the debt-free stage, Allison and Stephen are with us. Hey, guys. How are you? Great. Great. How are you? Better than I deserve. Where do you guys live? Merry Christmas. We're from New Jersey. All right. Good to have you. Fun, fun, fun. Welcome to Nashville. And down here to do a debt-free scream, how much have you paid off? $138,000. Love it. And how long did that take? About 26 months. Good for you. And your range of income during that two years? We started off around 180 plus bonus, and now we're at 250 plus bonus. Cool. What do y'all do for a living? I'm in human resources, mm-hmm. and I'm a senior systems administrator for a subsidiary of Nationwide Insurance. Good for you. Well done, guys. Great careers. Yeah. Good for you. Fun. What kind of debt was the 138? It was a combination. Uh, we had a credit card, personal loan, 401k loan, student loan. It was everything. We had a boat. 
We had, yes, uh, we had a boat. <laughs> yes, <laughs> that was the that was the big. You know, we sold that, and we were able to pay off a lot of debt with that. We oh, made wow. we made more than what we uh, paid for it. So wow, yeah, that was a That's big. A, oh, it's a COVID yeah. boat. Yes, yes a exactly. COVID boat. Yep. Exactly. <laughs> Yeah, there was a moment in time that there boats, you could do that with, <laughs> yes. like, car, like cars went up. Yes. You know, yep. it's crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, it's like the Mississippi flowed backwards, you know. It's <laughs> yeah. like, oh, my God. Wow. Hey, good job. What'd the Thank boat you. sell for? Uh, we sold it for about 28000 Okay. Good lick. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Kind of cr- cry just a little bit? Uh, yeah, a little bit. We miss it every day. Yeah, but... a lot of good memories on it, but, you know, this this was more important. But now you make a quarter million dollars a year and you don't have any debt, you can save yeah. up and buy one, right? I'll buy exactly. one cash. Yep. Yeah. 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 And that, they drive better when they don't have payments dragging <laughs> behind them. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yes. I've noticed that myself. Yeah. <laughs> so cool, guys. All right. So you're kind of normal. You had a bunch of debt. How long have y'all been married? About five years. Okay. And so about halfway into your marriage, about two and a half years in, you look up and say, ah, uh, <laughs> tell me about it. What happened? What got you started on this Ramsey stuff? So actually, one of my coworkers uh, gave us gave it as a wedding gift. So that was five years ago when we yeah, but it was a coaster. It. it was a coaster yes. on the coffee table. Yeah. Yes, we didn't went, look at it. <laughs> we went to financial peace. Uh, we had a nun who was teaching us at a local church, and you know we did the whole cut up your credit cards, and we just we tried, but we <laughs> weren't fully into it. And then. Um, Hmm. about two years ago we said all right let's get back into it let's start working on it and then actually last year my brother passed away Mm. and it was a reality check to us because we were saying you know we were always living life as yolo you only live once we were going on vacation spending money and then we said you know what this is not the life that we want to live we do want more things we want a great house we want to buy a nice house we want a great life for our daughter so mm. that was our turning point how old is your daughter five okay very good wow so when you finally decide okay this time we're going all in mm-hmm. yeah uh i'd love for i you mean to we're s- going to sell the boat <laughs> that's <laughs> yes. right yeah yeah hey nobody's questioning that commitment yeah i'm just curious tell the audience uh what did you do to drive the intensity when you said all right we we kind of got this thing now we're all in what that look like well not going out to eat was a big one um only you know for special occasions and we really got into thrifting yeah so we were going to thrift stores we were buying all our clothes from there yeah um, uh, you know what? Let me ask you this, because uh, this is real stuff here. What would you uh, say? And you might get one hundred eighty grand buying your clothes at thrift stores. <laughs> I yeah. love you. Yeah. How much money were you saving by buying clothes from thrift? I'm just curious. A lot, a lot, a lot. Probably, probably, probably so, five seven hundred a month. Five seven hundred a month. Yeah. That's yeah. a big chunk. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Do you still buy thrift clothes? Oh, yeah. Uh, that's the yeah. only way we'll do it forever. That's, <laughs> where, that's where you got that hoodie? That's a life hack, yes. I'm telling you. thrift store. You got to yes. find, find, yeah. these, find these wealthy neighborhoods and go to the thrift stores in them. They got great stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. I'll and be right back. Gra- Dave, you handle hey. the rest of this call. I'll be yeah. right back. <laughs> I mean, garage sales in the rich neighborhood, yeah. like mm-hmm. an $8,000 yeah. uh, leather couch for 50 or 60 bucks. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, you know. Yeah. So. Yep. It's crazy. That's awesome. Yeah. Yep. You guys are incredible. Well done. Thank, Thank you. How does it feel to be free? Uh, feels great. Yes. It it's feels, a feeling that we've never really had before. We're so. starting a new life, really. Yeah. It's you When know. you sold the boat, did people say, you've lost your... Now, that's it. You've <laughs> well, gone too far. Well, when I told them I made money on it, they said, well, okay, now we understand why you sold it. <laughs> But I think they were more upset than we were because they weren't coming on the boat yeah. with us anymore. <laughs> yeah. <for free>. That's <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. That's exactly what <laughs> it was. Nothing like yes. a friend with a boat or a pickup. Exactly, yeah, that's yes. it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's great. Yeah. Yeah, you freeloaders. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. When someone says, how do you pay off debt? What do you tell them the key is? You know, we tell them budget. That's was the biggest thing for us. I think we just were watching money come out of our account, didn't really know where it was going. And now I track it down to the penny. Mm-hmm. And it's really helped out. It's really, it's been an eye opener to see where our money goes and then to see these payments just drop off and be done. And now I'm saving that money. And now all these payments that I had, you know, we had probably seven, eight payments a month. Mm-hmm. Now we have none. Yeah. And it's, it's insane how fast your savings account will grow. I met a guy many, many years ago. He said one of his goals was to get more mutual fund statements in his mailbox than bills. Mm. Oh, I like that. <laughs> That's nice. Mm. Yeah. So, I want the right kind of mail. Wow. You know, so it's a different thing. Yeah, get rid of the bills. You don't, you know, what are we going to do with it? That's, yeah. that's, it's a pretty stinking cool thing. Mm-hmm. So very, very well done, guys. I'm pretty impressed with you. You're amazing heroes. Mm-hmm. Who yeah. was cheering you on other than the two of you? Um, our family, you know, my parents, her parents, um, a couple of friends. Yeah, um, but it was really, it really was the two of us, you know, yeah, getting we, aligned and it helped our marriage. And yeah, we really got on the same page and, you know, we never looked back. Mm-hmm. And we, Who gave you financial peace or what was it or total money makeover for a wedding gift? Uh, one of my coworkers did. Oh, that, you said that. Mm-hmm. Okay. Did they know you did all this now? No, no. they no. since then have left the company, yeah, but I'm sure they'll be watching, so yeah, they'll, they'll see it, me on Now here. that you're a YouTube star. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <All right. laughs> very good, guys. Very, very good. Hey, we've got a copy of Total Money Makeover for you, the Baby Steps Millionaires, and a one-year membership to Financial Peace. Now you can be that co-worker that gives some of it away, the Live and Give yeah. Bundle, and uh, way to go. Very, very, very proud of you. Good times. Thank good you. times. All right, it's Allison and Stephen from Newark, New Jersey, 138000 paid off in 26 months making 180 to 250 count it down let's hear a debt-free scream we're debt-free well done you guys i love it that is how it's done yeah, you have to have an I've had it moment to turn the corner on this. It doesn't work otherwise. And uh, you got to have that moment. And, you know, it's funny. You can kind of go along and be ish mm-hmm. on anything. Yeah. Ramsey stuff, hunting your job, hunting a new job, putting up with whatever. Uh, but then something happens and the switch flips. And something happens in any time. I mean, I've kind of been a study, a student for 30 years of transformation, of hope. And, and what happens that causes hope to kick in to the point that you get energized and you're willing to sacrifice? Yeah. And, you know, you listen to their story. It was the loss of a loved one, a sibling. And you just start to go, okay, life is short. Life is precious. Yep. And how do I want to live my life? What do I want to uh, be told about me? And, you know, it's funny because you've said for years and years and years and years, decades, if you live like no one else, later you can live and give like no one else. And it's you've said things like change your family tree. And if you just get to the root of everything that I think you're saying there, it's really about what kind of life do I want to live? That's in the now. And then what kind of life do I want to lead and leave behind? And I think that's a powerful story from their journey is that it made them take inventory and say, huh, yeah, I don't want to live this way anymore. There's something existential. Like the old motivational speaker used to say, there's two dates on your tombstone, the beginning when you're born, the end when you die. 
Neither one of those matter. What matters is what you do with the dash. What are you going to do with your dash? So good. What are you going to do with that dash in between them? That's it. And that's what you're going to be known for. It's not the diet. It's not the date of birth or date of death. Neither one. It's what did you do with the dash? And something existential about that, that there's a wake up call and you finally say, that's it. Selling the boat. This is the Ramsey Show. Scripture of the day, Proverbs 10, 12, hatred stirs up conflict, but love covers over all wrongs. Martin Luther King Jr. said, let no man pull you so low as to hate him. Jacob is with us. Jacob is in Austin, Texas. Hi, Jacob. Welcome to the Ramsey Show. Hey, guys. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Sure. What's up? Uh, so I actually heard about you about a year ago from my electrician. He, uh, Him and his wife, they, uh, they paid off. I think it was $84,000 in about 18 months. So uh, once you told me that, I bought your book, and I'm on baby step two right now. Cool. Um, so I just want to say thanks for what you're doing. It's, it's awesome. Thank you. Um, but I was calling today just for some uh, some advice, I guess you would call it. But I'm a project manager here in Austin. We build um, luxury homes in, in Austin. And, you know, with the market, it's kind of, you know, kind of scary with, with how things are going. We have some unsold homes. They're all specs. But my question is, you know, I, I love my company. I love who I work for but I don't have any new starts coming up. So should I sit down and talk with my boss about my future here with the company or should I, you know, look for other jobs just to, just to cover myself? So the reason behind this is you feel like you may get laid off because you have no starts in the, in the pipeline. Yeah. So I've only been here for about a year and three months now. And I used to start last year a job, at least one job every two months. And I haven't gotten a, uh, a new start in about, I think, four or five months now. Right. So they haven't really told me about my future with... What have you, you know, been doing? Or have you got other projects still underway you're wrapping up? Yeah, yeah, I do. So I have I have two more that I'm wrapping up. They will both be done by January. Yeah. Well, I got to tell you, I think it's both and. Uh, I think that not looking to leave, but just looking. Uh, it, it's it's kind of like, yeah. you know, when you get on an airplane and before we all take off, they say, all right, here's where your exits are. I think it's smart to always know, certainly in a situation like this, where you're kind of trying to read the tea leaves, uh, mm-hmm. to, to be looking at what an exit strategy would look like. This is just about being prepared. But I would also mm-hmm. have the conversation with your leader to say, hey, I just want to talk about a growth plan. I wouldn't go in with a lot of negatives, you know, and assume anything. I would just and never want to put your leader on a defensive. You don't want to say things like, well, I'm thinking of this and I'm seeing this and I'm worried about this. I just go in and go, hey, listen, um, you know, I want to grow and I love what I'm doing. And uh, mm-hmm. I love this place. And you said that on this call. So speak, you know, honestly about how you like it, what you like and say, hey, um, what does a growth plan look like? And let's just see what the reaction is. You can tell if somebody's kicking the can down the road in front of you. Uh, and is there, there might be reasons Ken, for is that. there a negative of just saying, uh, okay, my projects are running out and I just want to, I just want to 
you know, take your temperature or what's going on. I, w- I want to be a good team member. Yeah. And um, I'm obviously noticing that I don't have anything in the pipeline. And how, what can I do to add value if we don't have stuff in the pipeline? Yeah. I think I would do a version of that. I think I would say, hey, I'm looking at my starts and I'm looking at our schedule and I'm just wondering what the future looks like. I want to get a good idea of what the short term looks like. And then I also want to talk and, about and what growing can I, here. what can I do to what can help, I do? help while yes. we're going through this rough patch? Yes, I would do that. Uh, I would not, you know, And he come might at turn it. around and go, look, you don't even get any starts. You're going to be gone. Get ready. <laughs> right. You yeah. Know. Which, by yeah. the way, which, by the way, that's, it, that's a good thing. And, and, and if a leader will be honest with you like that to say, hey, honestly, uh, Jacob, I don't know. It's 50-50. That's great news because now you can begin mm-hmm. to act. So I would do both. I'd have a good conversation, transparent, humble, hungry is what you're trying to uh, posture there. And then I'd be looking for other opportunities so that you're ready. Yeah, it's um, you know, and you never know what will come of it. Uh, it. It doesn't cost anything to look at the menu. Nope. No. You, you don't have to order. Yeah. Just look at the menu. And do not panic, right? Yeah. Don't yeah. jump. You know, Dave and I were talking about this earlier. Don't panic you know, and move to a company that may not be a good culture because you're going to regret yeah. that. You don't sound rattled. Yeah. And so I think you won't sound rattled when you're meeting with your leader. But if you had two job offers in your pocket, you would sound less rattled <laughs> That's right. when you met with your leader. Because, uh, you know, options give you power and options give you courage. And uh, not to be cocky or arrogant with your leader, but just, I mean, literally what happens, it changes your body language changes your voice tone Mm -hmm. when you're scared you go up a half an octave when you're really scared you go up two octaves and so um it could change the way you sit it changes the way you walk in the room you're looking over your shoulder you know looking for that uh corporate knife in the back all that kind of stuff speaking of which chris is on the line chris is in phoenix chris tell me what in the world is going on there hi guys thanks for taking my call sure um i just wanted to ask should i apply to, or basically my company is offering uh, voluntary layoffs. They're going to be mass layoffs right now. Um, so I don't even know if my job is on the line, but I already feel a pull to go ahead and leave my company. Um, I've been needing to, to Are they offering severance packages to get you out? Uh, it's just nine weeks of pay. What do you make? 80K. How long have you been there? almost four years what do you do supply chain were you thinking about leaving them before this came about yes i um i'd take the nine weeks i'd I'd find something as quick as you can and take the nine weeks man this is not healthy you know for you because you already were thinking of leaving you don't know nothing nothing exudes confidence from leadership like paying people to leave (laughs) right it's like the it's like the announcement hey we've got an overbooked flight we'll give you a 500 hundred dollar voucher if you get off of this flight and wait for the next one it's it's a whole different ball game there you know there's an actual advantage and blah 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 but this is like uh there's nothing good about this so i take the deal and not be can I not be scared because I don't have any offers right now? Um, well, and I don't go know get, when go they get would one this week. You're in supply chain, for God's sakes. You can get an offer within 10 days. How, okay, right. let's walk through this practically. I understand what you're saying, but no, How many offers can you get by Christmas? It, well, the deadline's today, so I just want to make sure I'm making oh, the right decision. Oh, well, yeah, well, that would have been nice to know. Interesting part of the conversation. Yeah, it would have been nice I, to know I don't that. have to. I don't have to apply for it, but it's probably going to be the easiest way to 
make this news. So you would be laid off. So let me let me ask you this: If if you say yes today, are you laid off tomorrow? Probably eighty twenty likely. All right, and what kind of financial position are you in right now? We have an emergency fund. I'm I'm not concerned about the finances. Yeah. By the Um, way, let me just say this. Let me just say this: emergency funds are not to be used for someone who can't go get a job. And if you had to go get a job delivering something, something until we land the next thing and start getting the nine weeks, don't touch the emergency fund in this situation because I don't think you need to. How, how sure are you you can land a supply chain job by the end of January? I'm very confident by the end of January. I wouldn't say by the end of this month, but yeah. I would say you. I, I would give you a ninety percent probability if mm-hmm. you know your stuff, you'd be landing something. Would you agree okay. with that? I mean, I did. I did find this job in two weeks earlier this year, so I'm, I'm pretty confident in, in my ability. How much is in your emergency fund? Thirty k. And um, are you married? Yes. What does she make? 90k take the layoff yeah yeah, right that's exactly right 90k 30k in the bank you're going to get nine weeks you got a 90 percent probability of landing a new gig by the end of january take the deal yeah all right does that make sense to you you see the you see the variables yep and just i want to drive a nail in this can you live off of your wife's income from a bill standpoint yeah definitely don't touch the emergency fund I'll work a side hustle if I need yes, to. Yes, you can. That's there right. You go. Don't touch the emergency fund. There you go. You're the man. That's exactly awesome. it. So, Chris, you know, you're not happy there. They're not. They're they're failing. They're struggling. They're weird. They're whatever they are. Whatever puts you in a position you're we're asking people to apply to be laid off. I mean, I, I can't even imagine making this announcement. I, I, I want to know. I wonder if that's fear. It's like, okay, we don't want to actually lay anybody off if we don't have to. Let's see if we can get some volunteers. Firing? I think is this it quiet is. firing? I think it's cowardly firing. Well, that's quiet firing. Yeah, it's like quiet quitting is cowardly quitting. Let's see if we can get anybody to volunteer. That'll be less awkward. <laughs> I guess. I don't know. The whole thing's awkward. Yeah, there you go. Ken Coleman, good job today. Thank you, sir. Jenna, Ben, Austin, Zach, and Andrew in the booth. Well done. I'm Dave Ramsey, your host. We'll be back with you before you know it. In the meantime, remember, there's ultimately only one way to financial peace, and that's to walk daily with the Prince of Peace, Christ Jesus. Hey folks, Ken Coleman here. Did you know The Ramsey Show is one of the most popular podcasts in the world? Get your daily dose of advice on life and money. Check out all of our shows from The Ramsey Network wherever you listen to podcasts. Hey, it's James, producer of The Ramsey Show. This episode is over, but check the episode notes for links to products and services you heard about during this episode. Thanks for listening.